country singer with a powerful voice today on the Music Universe Podcast. You don't start crazy yet, Matt? Uh, no. Because uh, the weather is so nice. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I go outside in my driveway and, and it's kind of perfect because I'm a homebody. So yeah. I could just go out and be left alone to enjoy. It smells much better in Pennsylvania than it does <laughs> in uh, New York. I'll oh, take, uh, I'll take uh, cow manure over sidewalk piss <laughs> any day. Well, I was going to ask, I don't, you know, this may air when things are more open, but has anything opened in your area? Uh, slowly. No, we're still in the red. Yeah. We're still absolutely in the red. Uh, Governor Wolf is doing a red, yellow, green system. Red is stay at home. Yellow is uh, slow, mild reopening. And green is back to whatever normal is. And we're in the red. Gotcha. Nobody's. And the center of the state is in green. And, uh, yeah. Uh, or no, center of the state is in yellow. I'm sorry. Nobody's in green. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I get for talking and reading at the same time. <laughs> it happens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, California, you know, things are starting to reopen uh, a little at a time. Some retail stores or most all retail stores at this point are at least doing curbside pickup. Um, you know, they're, they're slowly releasing guidelines on how restaurants can do dine-in. You know, they're not going to be able to use uh, silverware. Um you know, that they can reuse, uh, they can no longer stuff your takeout plates. You have to do that yourself and they have to have either some type of disposable menu or you have to read it online and all kinds of stuff. So things are getting a little crazy as they start to reopen as well. And hopefully there's not a second flare up because you guys want to see our guest on the road. He's got a lot of passion and it sounds like a lot of energy and a, a great country singer. Von Kiss, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you today, sir? I'm good, buddy. Just just busy and, and eager to get back out and, and see some see some fans. That's for sure. Been a long long time. Well, you have a new single, "Struggle," out. Uh, tell us a little bit about the new music you've released while we're all in quarantine. Um, yeah, we put a new song out um, called "Struggle." Struggle. Um, you know, in, in a nutshell, it was. You know, the, the idea originally, um, you know, was, was, you know, came about when I came, you know, when I went home this past past year for the holidays. And my producer, Greg Archilla, um, had, uh, you know, I was only supposed to be gone for two or three days, and two or three days kind of turned into a week, and the week had turned into two. And, you know, he started getting a little little antsy and, and concerned and worried if, you know, if I was going to come back and, and keep pressing on, and, you know, because he had known. You know, he's known, you know, uh, he's been around me for the last couple of years and, and um, you know, we've, we've become more than just songwriter, producer kind of relationship and, and more like a family bond, you know, is what it was. And, and um, you know, he, he just knows, you know, my backstory and, and uh, you know, things I've been through with the business and just in life in general. And so he was concerned that, you know, that uh, that uh, I might not come back and, um and and so he started, you know, an idea on the song, and and uh, when I finally did show back up, obviously uh, he uh, shared it with me, and immediately as soon as he started playing the idea, uh, you know, I knew right away, you know, where he was coming from, you know, with the song and, and what it pertained to, basically my life in a nutshell, and 
And um, and then we we sat down, we we wrote and, and finished the rest of it, you know. And uh, you know, the song is basically about you know someone, you know, not just myself, but many artists that are out there. You know, some of them might not have families, but they might have other things. Well, I mean, obviously they all have families, but I mean, you know, being a father like myself, they might not all be a mother, or they might not all be a father like I am. But uh, you know, it's just a struggle um, between you know. Anytime you add the word business to, to the word music, um, you know, it can be challenging, you know, because it's no longer about the music. Um, it starts to become about, you know, percentages and dollars and cents and, and greed and this and that. And and so, um, you know, when that when you when you add the two words together, music and business, it starts to become, you know, a really challenging thing. So, you know, for me it it's uh I've never really liked the the music business quote-unquote part of it i've always just loved music and so you know um i never did the music for for accolades or set out to win grammy awards or you know be a superstar to be honest with you i i set out to just um to just get acceptance from my family um because growing up you know music was really wasn't wasn't a big part of my household growing up or my uncle was very very heavily involved in music but my family wanted me to stick you know strictly to sports and um, and so you know music really wasn't a thing that was kind of welcome and allowed. So um, when I got out on my own and 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 you know started teaching myself how to play you know uh, some chords and and I started writing my own songs. And so really my journey on music was was the validation um, of getting the approval. And so a few years back, and then when I finally once and for all got that approval. And, and saw tears in her eyes and, and, and happiness in her eyes, you know, that they didn't realize that I, I had the talent or the gift that I had or, you know, passion for it that I had, you know, um, that was the validation that I needed. And, and so at that moment, to be truthful, I already feel that I made it. You know, whatever the word, quote, unquote, made it means or he made it or she made it or, you know, you make it one day, you know, whatever that means to each and every person is different. You know, and for me, you know, making it was, was validation, you know, that I got from my, my friends and family that this was something that they felt that I was good enough to do. And, you know, so from here, you know, having this opportunity, and, and, and that's what basically the last verse of the song talks about is that, you know, you tried to break me, you know, or, you know, you excuse me, it says you didn't break me, tried to change the man my mom and daddy made me. You know, they said you'll always be our son, you can't do no wrong. I'll go sing your country songs, and then I say, I guess I made it. And that's what that means, you know, is that that's what the whole song was about. It's the struggle, you know, trying to find balance between, you know, being a family, uh, you know, being a father, uh, being a friend, um, you know, and then trying to battle that battle and live a dream in the music business and, you know, and trying to, you know, find balance between the two, you know, and, and that's, that's really what the song's about, you know, and I think it, I think it, it, it you know, it speaks volumes to a lot of people in this business in, in many ways that a lot of people I know without certain would, you know, would 100% can relate to it. Oh, that is such a great story. And uh, you can tell in your music that uh, it's very real and honest and uh, definitely the neo-traditional type of uh, country that's coming back now and uh, just a uh, just beautiful song. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, because you know, again, you know, like I said, sitting here talking to you today, you know, uh, we all, you know, you and I, you know, 
all of us, you know, we breathe the same air. You know, I'm, I'm no different than you guys. I just play music. You know, you know, I'm just just leaving the horse barn right now, and and I'm going back to the horse barn once I get off the phone here with you. And and um, you know, I love my ex just like you and the next person. And and uh, you know, I've, I've never really been good at you know seeing fans try to put me on a, on, a, on a pedestal or anything like that. I, I just I, I really don't accept that really well. Um, and and I'll never look at myself like that. And I just don't, you know, to be truthful, I'm not really sure that I ever could. Um, you know, but some of the humbling, most humbling things, you know, it's like I said, the fact I've already feel that I made it just because of the validation that I got from my family. So talking to you today is, is just icing on that cake. You know, when I get messages from fans and watching all of this come together and unfold, and, uh, meeting like, you know, the good people at 2911. And uh, you know, seeing fans that send me send me messages and you know they're tagging me in songs where they're covering one of my songs or playing their you know my song on their acoustic and you know in their house and you know covering my song like they would cover a Haggard song, which is you know it's just kind of it's just very humbling you know man to be honest with you to just think that people out there you know would want to have any any reason to want to sit down and learn and. And sing and play my song. It's just, it's uh, uh, or anything that I've had anything to do with it. It's, 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 it's just, it's very, very humbling. Now you said your parents wanted you to focus on sports, and and you had to kind of prove the music to them. What was their reaction the first time they heard you sing? Because you have an undeniably great voice. What was their reaction? Um, yeah, you know that, that that's a good question. Um. I, I, you know, my dad, my dad was, uh, my dad wasn't never easy to impress. I, I'll say that, um, you know, he was kind of, you know, there's, you know, obviously there's probably good things to that and there's bad things to that. You know, I, I don't take the same approach, you know, as a father that he did with me. Um, you know, but it, it you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard because, you know, I asked myself, you know, had he not been the way that he was, would I really, would I ever have achieved the things that I have? So, you know, I guess for him it was, you know, uh, like when I played sports and I'd have a great game, hit a couple home runs and go three for four and, you know, we win a big game, you know, it wasn't, it was never a, you know, a hug on the shoulder of some man, you did a great job. It was, you know, if you would have done this or this or this, you would have went four for four today. You know, so there was always mm-hmm. – it was never a, it was never a, you know, he always, it was tough love, a very, very tough love. Let's just put it that way. So when it came to singing, it was, you know, you're pitchy or you're flat or you're this, you're that, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't consider myself by no means a, a world-class singer. I mean, I appreciate your comp, you know, compliment. I, I, I never was taught how to sing. I never got lessons or any of that. I just found me, you know, and, and, and growing up, you know, I, I dabbled, you know, when I was younger and a little bit more rebellious, you know, I dabbled into some, you know, some rock and roll music and was actually in a rock and roll band that, that uh, if you're familiar with the band Breaking Benjamin, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a great friend of mine is like, uh, he's, he's like a brother to me. And hell, he might as well call him a brother to me, a little brother to me. But uh, you know, we we started a rock band together. He's he's now the drummer and has been for five or six years for Breaking Benjamin. Uh, his name's Sean Poise. Uh, 
But, yeah, he's, uh, you know, we started a rock and roll band together, and, you know, we did, you know, some pretty decent-sized tours back in the day. You know, we played the Warped Tour. You know, we did the Warped Tour a couple of times. We did, you know, some Jägermeister tours with, you know, Hinder and, and uh, Buck Cherry, you know, just. But it came a point where it just, you know, don't get me wrong, I love rock and roll. I love real rock and roll, though, you know, the greats, you know, like, you know, the 70s rock. I love, the, you know, the Who and, and Led Zeppelin and people like that and the Beatles and all that. But, but you know, for me, it, it, I wasn't raised on it, you know. So I think that we all collectively go through life, you know, and we go in spurts to where, you know, we're trying to find out, you know, how do we fit in life, you know. And, and so... I would, you know, we were out there, you know, raising hell and, uh, and it just, something was missing, you know? And, and, um, and I think what, it, you know, and I even remember it's funny, you know, we just, me and Sean just had this conversation you know, a couple weeks ago, actually, um, that, you know, we laughed talking about, uh, how I used to bring up all the time trying to convince these guys to let's start a country band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm sitting around a room with a bunch of, you know, rock and rollers. And, um, you know, I, and, and Sean, we, he even admitted, he's like, man, we should have listened to you because country music's taking over the whole damn world. And, and we we literally laughed about it because he, 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 he was the one that brought up. And I remember when you were pushing us all, we need to do country music, we need to do country music, and none of us would listen to you. So, you know, it, it was... Uh, you know, music has been great, but the answer to the question, it's really hard to answer. I mean, um, my mother cried, um, uh, you know, my father, you know, was more of a, was more of the, the, you know, the, the, you can do this, this, and that better, kind of just like anything it was in sports, but, you know, it's just, it, it's been great. I mean, that's a great question, but it, it really is just kind of a hard one to answer, um, just because there was really no clear-cut definition i think more so than anything it was them accepting me to go and, and chase that dream you know them telling me mm -hmm. you know you need to chase this dream you know that was that was really you know that's what i that's what i had been longing for always to hear and, and when they said that that's kind of like i said that's when i realized that you know that i had accomplished what i was set up to do i think country songwriting is like no other i mean uh, it's just um, so relatable. Uh, so w with your music, I can you know totally see that being more on the with the songwriting on the countryside. Plus, you grew up on tour buses as a youngster too with some country stars back then. Can you tell us uh, about that? I'm sure that was very inspiring to to stay country. Yeah. So basically, you know, growing up, my uncle was my idol. He was somebody that I idolized. Um, he was the one that was trying to always introduce music in my life meaning you know he he, he lives he was based out of south carolina but he was um you know you, you guys sound younger so i don't know um <laughs> how familiar you might be with with somebody named helen cornelius or jim ed brown jim ed brown yes okay yeah so helen cornelius and jim ed brown back in the 70s and 80s had you know they were a duet kind of thing and you know had some number one songs my uncle was with helen for a good 20 years um, and, and her husband, Jerry, and my uncle ran and opened a, 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 I'm told, a real honky tonk down in South Carolina when, but when Helen wasn't out on the road and my uncle wasn't out on the road, my uncle was, 
you know, serve as the house band down there and, and, and basically run the bar. Uh, and um, so Hank Jr., Dave Allen Coe, you know, Hershey Sledge, a lot of the greats went down through there because um, it wasn't a small home because it only, you know, held 100 people. I mean, you could fit two or 3,000 people in this place. Um, but, you know, those were the kind of the tour buses that I was, you know, that I would be on. And, and, um, and then when I'd visit, some of those bigger stars would come into town. Obviously, Mark would take me in to meet, you know, meet them. And, um, you know, and so I just idolized, you know, my grandfather, and not my grandfather, but my uncle, um, and what he did. And, and, and I just, there was something about the stage and, and, and that I always wanted to do. And, and for my, my, my birthdays at Christmas, my uncle would always, bring an instrument home you know my first set you know my first instrument was a, a little old Rogers set of drums you know the other times it was a guitar but it didn't last long in my it didn't last long because as soon as he went back to South Carolina you know the, the, the families were kind of putting the instruments up or donate them to somebody um, because it was back to sports you know what I mean so um, mm-hmm. I really and I couldn't just I, I just couldn't get into to being able to be you know the music side of myself until until I was older. We're so glad that you do that you're doing this. What are you doing now to stay connected with fans during this quarantine during this pandemic? Social media, I know you actually uh, I think you did uh, uh, I think you've been doing some live stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I get on I get on there. Yeah, I try to get on there two or three times a week, you know, and, and just to, you know mm-hmm. to try to you know, to play, you know, just myself and my guitar with, you know, and interact and talk to fans. And, um, you know, you know, the world is starting to open up a little bit back, you know, now. Um, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's still relevant. I'm not sure if it, if it was as relevant as it was, you know, 30 days ago. Um, but, you know, I'll still continue to do that. I mean, um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. But the answer to your question is I, I try to, I try to stay as active as I can on there. Um, you know, letting letting each and every one of them know, you know how appreciative I am, you know, and that's that's the thing is I'm not I'm not to this day. I mean, there has been some some social media people that that interact and can handle some aspects of my page, but then there's other things that, you know, I haven't completely given up completely control over, you know, to where, you know, usually, you know, I'm not gonna say all the time, but you know, 90% of the time. You know, it's me responding back to each and every last fan. And that's something that I've tried to hold on to as long as I can. Um, you know, because it, there is times that it, that it is overwhelming to respond to, you know, to say thank you to every single comment or every single message. But if you go down through sure. my, you know, through my history of my Instagrams or my Facebooks and all the kind, you know, you're not going to find one that was overlooked unless it was somebody just, you know, completely, you know, completely trying to be an ass or something. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, I've just kind of took the thing that if there's somebody out there that has taken five steps out of their life to acknowledge something that I'm doing or that, you know, whatever that may have touched them or they may like and take five seconds out of their day to tell me that, you know, I, I just, some part of me has an obligation where I at least need to say thank you, you know? So sometimes, yeah, you know, it definitely can get very overwhelming and I can, find myself, you know, attached to the phone at the hip a lot. Um, but I feel like I can't escape it, but you know, hey, it's part of it. So as long as as long as I'm able to do it and 
and still find a way to get a few hours of sleep at night after this is good. Oh, absolutely. And uh, now you have uh, an upcoming album. Is it? Did it come out yet, or is it still kind of pending based on uh, the, the situation? Yeah, so the album has been done for over a year. Um, and obviously, this virus thing, you know, I mean, right now we're shooting, it looks like, for the whole body of work, the whole record for possibly fall of this year. There's a new, like, you know, teaser video posted on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's, you know, had a lot of great response already so far. Um, but it, it's a song called Hardest Thing to Lose. And there's been talks about, you know, taking it to some of the radio, some of the radio markets that, you know, are still continue to play real country music. So we'll, We'll see what ends up shaking with all of them. Awesome. 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 So, you know, I've wanted to ask people, well, I guess you are releasing the new single Friday, but I've wanted to ask people, we've had kind of two schools on this show, people who will drop everything because everybody's bored at home and people who are waiting. Why wait on the big project? Why not drop the whole thing this Friday? What's the... Is the idea to be able to go out and tour with it as soon as it's released? Well, I mean, you know, there's two there's two theories to all of it, you know, and it's it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's, you know, when you're an independent artist and you don't, and yeah. when you're, you know, you're, when you're an independent artist and you don't have um, the machine behind you, um, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions for people that aren't in the music business when they, you know, when they feel that, you know, hey, an artist got a major record deal, well. Usually, you know, a major record deal, you know, you're a million and a half, record company's going to have a million and a half, two million dollars or something invested into that artist. But a lot of people don't realize that that's in, in many ways alone. And a lot of that, you know, gets paid back through other ways. And, and, um, and so when you're an independent artist, you don't, you don't necessarily have to abide by the rule. But when, I guess when you, when you have a, unlimited resource of money, right? Like those larger companies, um, you know, you can, Mm -hmm. you can go by their, by their strategy, um, because you can, but when you're an independent artist and and even I think at at their level, you know, some things are starting to change a little bit because even if you take, um, you know, some of the newer artists that I listen to is, you know, it's like, you know, Eric Church, Luke Combs or whatever, but you'll notice that, you know, Luke will put out a song, you know, that's not, like, maybe not on his record, or maybe he'll put on a song and maybe it's going to be on his record. So what, what? And, and I think a lot of artists are starting to do that. So I guess if, if, if you look at it this way, if someone gave you $50,000 or something to make a record, and would you want to just take your $50,000 and put it out there and say, okay, here it all is? Or would you want to try to get the most out of your investment? So, right. and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, if you put out just one body of work, right, for fifty, for, for call it fifty thousand dollars to make a record, or twenty thousand dollars to make a record, whatever it is that your budget is to make a record, and now all of a sudden you just threw out ten songs. Well, that is so basically thirty days from now. Right, you might that record now to a lot of people is old news. They've heard it all, mm-hmm. so there's nothing new, there's nothing fresh, there's nothing exciting about it, other than you telling them, okay, we've got another record coming out. Well, your next record might not be able to come out for six months, or it might not be able to come out for a year. So 
Right. If you're having to wait six months, if your fans are having to wait six months or a year to hear something new from you, you might become forgotten, you know? And you might not be the new flavor of the month any longer. So if you take the approach that, like, for example, I have my whole record done, but I'm releasing songs off this record and, and putting them out, you know, every four to six weeks, my fans are hearing something fresh and new and something that they haven't heard before that they can be excited excited about. So we're spreading out, hypothetically, our investment, keeping it fresh and relevant to where then at the end, then you put out the body of work, and then, then they can appreciate it and have and feel like they have a whole album and the body of work in one place. Um, yeah. that's kind of a thought, you know, we're not, you know, we're not going to sit out here and put out, you know, every single single, you know, every song off the record every four to six weeks. At some point we will put out the body of work. Um, but we'll probably, you know, put out four to five this way. So this would be the third one, maybe two more, and then release the, the whole 11, um, in the fall while, you know, while I'll take, you know, the next couple months and, and focus on making a new record so it's basically the, the theory and all of that is to is to continue to stay relevant because if you really think about it especially right now if i would have just put out a record in one shot well there's no touring going on right now to support any of that being cool anymore right so mm-hmm. i would have you know what i mean there there wouldn't be i would be sitting here with no material no way to give anything fresh and new for fans to listen to other than what I would have put out in February. And here we are in May, mid-May, you know, three months later, two, two and a half months later, and no one's heard anything new from me. You know, so yeah, that's... And I don't have any places to go play to say, hey, check out this new record or, you know, listen to these new live songs off the record that I'm playing for you live you know there there is none of that we would just i basically would have put out my record it would have done what it would have done for a couple months maybe and then it would have kind of just you know like i said i would have become more irrelevant because i don't there wouldn't have been anything new so i think going this approach you know and let's just be honest even when people go on itunes you know i mean there's not really records being sold anymore, you know, for the most part. Right. You, ask, you know, I mean, you ask your, you know, ask your guys. I mean, I don't know how you guys do it, but you know, I, you know, do, do, how many people go on iTunes and just buy the whole album, or do they listen through the songs and just get the songs that they like, or when they go on Spotify, or do they even? Many people don't even buy them anymore. So right. when you go on Spotify, you're just picking and choosing what songs off the record that you like and you're putting those three or four or five songs on your per- playlist and the other one don't, you know, but, but you may not even listen to them again. It's um, true. So, you know, there's two schools, there's two schools, but, uh, but I'll be honest, the way that I see it kind of trending um, is, is it's just kind of like become a singles, you know, let's just release songs and let's just keep our fans engaged and, and, give them new music every four to six weeks and give them something new to hear and something excited about. And then, you know, when you feel like you put enough of them out then just, and, and, and you're, and you basically got your next record done then give them all of it, you know, and then start the mm-hmm. process again, you know, with 
a new song off your new record. You know, I mean, kind of. That's all. That's that's been our way of of going about it. Well, yeah, totally. Here's hoping that, that that fall release is able to stick to schedule, and here's hoping we'll hear some more uh, from it as you wait to make that big drop on it. Von Kiss, this has been a blast. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. No, I appreciate it, guys. And anytime you want to chat, you know, feel free. Just let Scott know, and, and we'll make it happen. All right, sounds Wonderful. great. Thank appreciate you it. Thank very much. Take care, sir. That was a fun one. I love when we can just ask a question and they can go for five minutes. And I know that sounds passive aggressive, but I, I literally mean it because then they answer the other questions we would have anyway. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it fun to listen to. Yeah, because you just answered my you just answered what I was going to say, how you come up with questions as they're talking to go to ask them, mm -hmm. but they, they kind of touch on it. So it's really cool. And uh, Von Kiss, check him out. Uh, great guy and uh, hell of a songwriter. All right, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm um, Buddy. Thanks for listening. And keep checking us out at themusicuniverse.com and wherever podcasts are heard, including YouTube. <laughs>